1: All right, Brian, we were at the stadium on Sunday watching the Cowboys uh, victorious over the Washington Commanders, Washington football team, uh, Washington Nationals, whatever you want to call them these days. Capitals. Um, yeah, Capitals, the Senators, uh, Dallas victorious over Washington, maybe just easier to say it like that, 25 to 10, uh, a, a great victory for the Cowboys once again, Andy Dalton now or Andy Dalton, my gosh, Cooper Rush, three in a row, mixing up the the wrong red-headed quarterback, but three in a row, and uh, the Cowboys get set to take on the Rams next week. Before we move on to the Rams, we're going to do a little bit of a dive into the film room on the Commanders game and and what we saw there, but before we do that, I got to tell you, I'm excited because tomorrow's Tuesday, and Tuesday means half-price bone and wings at Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks is the spot. For whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for a place to watch the game, it's Boomer Jacks. If you're looking for a place to have a nice family dinner, Boomer Jacks. If you're looking for a place to have happy hour with coworkers, Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks is the answer to all of it. And right now they have great wing specials. Tuesday, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, it's half-price boneless wings. So whatever your fancy is, they got the fix for you. And I'm telling you, the absolute coldest beer you will find anywhere is at Boomer Jacks. And uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback on, on, on social media. Brian, I had somebody tweet me yesterday while I was at the game saying, are you around the Boomer Jacks at Arlington? So we've had a lot of people just you know flooding Boomer Jacks lately and having a great time and giving us a lot of good feedback. There are 17 DFW locations, so I'm sure there's one near you if you're in the Dallas area. You can find your location by going to boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, let's take a look at this film. I, I had a chance to watch the game back this afternoon. I know you got a chance to watch it earlier this morning. I guess let, let's start with, with some things that need fixing because I think everybody knows what this team is doing well right now. The defense is great. Um, so how about we start with some things that need fixing or things that weren't quite as good as they have in recent weeks, running game, really struggled, uh, in this game and, and had some trouble. Um, you know, Connor McGovern was given all he could handle from Jonathan Allen, uh, Jason Peters, when he got in there for his snaps, didn't always look great. I Zach Martin didn't always look great to be honest, which is a rarity. Um, but overall your, your takeaways from what you saw in the running game, is that just an anomaly, what we saw yesterday? Is that just the fact of going up against such a a talented front like Washington has? Or do you have any ter- type of concerns coming out of the game for the long-term future?
0: Yeah, this was the first time really since. And they ran the ball okay. I don't think they ran it enough uh, against Tampa Bay to make a difference there. But you're talking about similar type of front. And when I mean that, the defensive tackles, uh, you know, the the – Montez sweat. And yep. They, they really, they did a great job. Holcomb, the linebacker, they, they've got some guys that will get to the football, the, you know, but it really starts up there with, with Payne and Allen, those two defensive tackles. And, you know, everybody took a turn of having a bad rep. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great uh, for, uh, you know, for McGovern. He He looked like he was like, he hadn't played all year. Um, yeah, he looked at, he looked just rusty. He just didn't move, didn't play with power. You know, he, uh, Biotish had his problems you know, when he was matched up. Uh, Zach Martin, you mentioned. It wasn't a great game for Jason Peters. Jason Peters looked like a 40-year-old man playing football yeah. yesterday. And then, you know, even, uh, you know, the tackles. I, I will say this for Tyler Smith. It wasn't a clean game for him. Uh, you know, you, uh, steal on the right tackle. There were a couple of times where guys ran around him. And I mean, he's in position to make the cutoff block, but there was so muddy for the backs that they couldn't hit the hole. So when you get guys playing backside or running around back door and then making plays, that tells you how, what the struggle is. And there weren't very many clean. I mean, there was one series of touchdown drive they had where they had, you know, seven yards, six yards, seven yard, eight yard. They had those types of runs, yeah. but man, they just could not get anything going. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's where Dallas is going to have to continue to find ways. They, they, I was happy that they were committed to running it. And even when it wasn't going great, they were still committed to running it. So you have to, you know, give them some credit for that. But, man, it was a rough, rough time trying to even, you know, this is the old saying they were fighting for inches in this game because, you know, the commanders just weren't letting them get into that
1: game. I don't know about you watching the game back. I felt confident through four games. That's the worst game we've seen from Tyler Smith and Zach Martin this year. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I do too. I, you know, and it was, uh, Tyler was, you know, he when Tyler gets in trouble, he gets a little off balance, he gets a little leany, uh, you know, he gets over the tops of his feet, you know, he just, you know, there was there was times where he just wasn't as good as he needed to be, and
1: that's correct. Know, cool stuff though, I think, oh, I think, so, yeah, I mean, it, I it, 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 it's not a mismatch of like when you have an issue with Terrence Steele blocking, for instance. Yeah. That's it's like I don't know how to make Terrence Steele stronger, like yeah. like he is. Like I don't know how to make this player like play yeah. with that in more whereas with Tyler Smith at least and not that you were saying otherwise I think with Tyler Smith you can take encouragement that this is all fixable stuff that you're seeing no, they,
0: you know the whole I mean the question they now have to ask themselves is is McGovern the way they're going to go at left guard the right re- you know the rest of the way and does Jason Peters just become a Does Jason Peters just become a backup you know yeah. with, with Farniak being the fullback backup guard and center kind of a player. But, um, you know, it it wasn't – man, it just wasn't pretty up front. And, you know, pass protection-wise, you know, when they hit some plays or made some plays or they took the deep shots, it was max protection stuff. It was keeping in – you know, it was keeping in, uh, you know, tight ends, keeping in backs, keeping everybody in to take the shot to make sure they had the thing protected up. You know, and Cooper Rush, I, I thought he threw off his back foot more in this game than he had in the past because there was there was some legitimate pressure there. There was some legitimate, you know, guys, you know, him having to deal with things in the pocket. And I thought one of the funniest things is there was a pass to Noah Brown in the middle of the field, and uh, <laughs> it was funny. Farniak runs a route, and Ferguson stayed in the block, so. <laughs> Farniak was the fullback he goes and runs through the line and kind of runs like a little hook and then behind him is Noah Brown and Noah Brown's the one catching the ball but then you got Ferguson staying in blocking the defensive end yeah so here you have the the guard fullback running a route the tight end who usually goes out and staying in and blocking so that's sometimes how the schemes work for the Cowboys especially here trying to protect Cooper Rush.
1: I'll tell you what, one of the things that I came out of the game thinking initially, and I felt like it was confirmed on tape, uh, that's maybe Donovan Wilson at his peak, what we saw the other day. And I, I think that this just goes to show that whether it's, you know, you, you can go through the history here, whether it's Cam Chancellor, um, you know, uh, Keanu O'Neill, J. Ron Curse, and now Donovan Wilson – Dan Quinn knows how to make safety successful in the box. He knows how to take a safety with limited coverage ability. Who Donovan Wilson actually made a play in coverage on the deep third. Nice play. Yeah. Um. Lucky, probably, probably lucky he wasn't flagged. He, no, he was there. good.
0: He was good coverage. He was
1: oh. good. Ooh, was I, good. I, I felt like, at least with that crew, I'm surprised it was not well, no. It could have been with
0: this crew, it could have been definitely pass interference. But the, play, I, I, the play you're talking about, they're playing four across at the sticks, playing yeah. four across, and then. The guy who's nearer is going to be Anthony Brown, and Brown just lets McLaurin run. Oh. and all of a sudden you see Wilson's like, I've got deep, you know, I got deep third, and he just takes off running yeah. and you know, he gets himself in position. But really nice job by Donovan Wilson playing not only as a down player, but then showing the range on the back end. There were some questions about him. I, I was listening to you this morning when you were on your morning hit with Sean and RJ. No. And you were talking about this. You were talking about him and, you know, Dan Quinn and how he understands safety play. And it's going to be a, a, a good problem for the Cowboys to have with both Wilson and then Curse when he gets back uh, to be ready to go. I can see both those guys playing on the field at the same time. You, yeah. know, you know, you want to play or you want to put the linebackers, Curse or Wilson, you can interchange them. I personally put Wilson on the back end if he continues to make plays like he does and leave curse down there in that box. But you can interchange those two guys and I think be just fine.
1: Just a random offshoot here. Me sitting here thinking about how well Dan Quinn has done with like limited coverage safeties, like we mentioned. Chandler. Oh, Keon
0: O'Neill, you talked about it this morning.
1: All those guys. Yeah. It makes me wonder what would it have been like had Dan Quinn been able to do something with Roy Williams back in the day. I I would have loved to have seen an old school Roy Williams played in this defense. He would have, he would have wrecked shop here. Uh, I got to tell you, we also saw another success story there in the secondary. Jordan Lewis tweaks the groin before uh, the game. It ends up being Deron bland and they don't kick Anthony Brown inside. It's it's not a, a factor of, well, let's have a B go inside and then, you know, Deron Bland or Kelvin Joseph can play outside. They gave a lot of trust to Deron Bland. And at least I thought I thought he played really well, held his own. There were a couple times where, you know, it wasn't perfect. But overall, I think played really well and really came up with some big plays down the stretch. The interception, the uh, basically suffocating Curtis Samuel there in the end zone, not letting him come down with the ball for what would have been a big touchdown and, and extended the game. But I thought Deron Bland looked really, really good.
0: Oh, yeah. Deron Bland. And, you know, this was something Bobby that you and I saw with our own eyes when we were in Oxnard. You know, he was getting a lot of work. He played a ton of nickel in those games, those three preseason games. And so, you know, it had been interesting to if they would have. The question was asked, I believe, Mike McCarthy about Bland, if they would have gone, if they would have been an outside guy that got hurt, you would have probably seen Joseph. But the fact that it was an inside guy being Lewis that gave the coaches the idea the, or the green light to say, "Okay, we're not going to put Joseph and Kick uh, Brown inside. We're just going to go ahead and leave everybody on where they're going to be, and then put Bland in there." That just shows you how much confidence they had in the kid uh, to, to go out there. I mean, he after the game it was interesting. Uh, you know, he was asked, "You know, when did you know you were going to start?" And he said, "Right before the game." So I, I guarantee you, he did not get a lot of reps. He did not get a lot of reps to practice. They didn't really didn't have a lot of practice time coming off a short week, but he went out there, played with great intelligence, maybe a little hesitant early in this football game, but on that interception at a zone coverage, he drove on the ball, undercut the route, and did a great job of getting, a, getting that one finished.
1: You know, one issue that I had coming out of the game, which you don't want to nitpick, but when you are looking about, okay, what's not sustainable about what they're doing right now? Uh, what, do you, what do you need to clean up in order to make sure that you continue on this run? One thing I saw, Brian, uh, during the game and then also looking back when I was, I was combing through the box score and everything else, this team's got an issue with sustaining drives. They had 13 drives. Five of them were three and outs. There were a couple others that were four or five plays. Maybe they'd make a big play and then immediately fizzle. Um, this is a three out of five games or three out of four games now. They've lost time of possession by five minutes or more. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like at least that aspect of it, we we got to see them sustain these drives a little bit better. It can't just be. Big play, and then oh, it fizzles. And and I, I wonder if that'll just be a function of once Dak Prescott's back, they'll be able to sustain those. Well, you
0: hope so. But I, I remember because the start of the second half, uh, the Commanders have to punt to start the second half, which is yep. you know they get they get a they get a the third eleven, and they get a great you get a great tackle. You know uh, you get a, the ball goes to Dotson, and you get a tackle in space by Wilson to make them punt. Dallas gets the ball, and I wrote terrible series on the top of my notes. You know, the, the, they hand the ball to Pollard for minus six.
1: Oh, yeah. They, it,
0: they run empty formation, get defensive holding, which means an automatic first down. So it's second and sixteen or first down. They go Pollard for minus two. They go, they go rush to Pollard on an in, incomplete screen. So it's it's second and twelve. They try a delay screen again. With, with Schultz that ends up incomplete. So, you know, it's 3rd and 12, and then they get a 58-yard punt. And I just remember that series looks so preseason to me. Yeah. So, guys not blocking, backs not running, screens looking like garbage like they hadn't worked on them all year. You know, th- they're capable of a terrible series along the way. You know, they're capable of that, but – for the most part, though, Cooper Rush has done a pretty good job of, you know, like John mentioned, John Bichotte, who was on with us earlier, when you mentioned that, like, they get ahead, like the opponent get ahead, gets ahead, and then what happens? Cooper Rush brings them back. They get a drive. They come back. They get points and that. So, you know, he's been able to rally that way. But, man, they do have some series where it looks like you want to cover your eyes uh, on that offense.
1: How big is it, just as we wrap up this segment here, how big is it you think – that this defense has looked as good as it is with the fact that Dallas is getting their ass kicked on time of possession in three out of these four games, that, that it's not just the defense showing up, but it's the defense showing up and, and having to play a lot of snaps.
0: When you have your Pro Bowl punter punt it, like I said, when he punts it 22 yards and it ends up on the twenty your own 28-yard line and you're going, okay, well, here we go, let's see if they can hold – and they hold, they you know, they get you know the four downs get off the field. That just kind of shows you where this defense is at. I mean, it really the difference in that game yesterday, to be all honest with everybody that watches us, were the commanders' penalties. Those penalties, that was the hidden yards in this game. Those were the yards that Dallas didn't get in the running game, you know, yeah. with you know, with 38-yard pass interference penalties and you know, illegal contact penalties and stuff like that. I mean, those that the commanders, in my opinion, they got after Carson Wentz. I mean, they did a great job. I'll say another thing real quick too, Bobby. Keep an eye on going forward though. Teams are gonna try and cut, uh, they're gonna try and okay. cut Parsons on the yeah. edge. He's yeah. gonna, whether it's screens, him rushing up the field, people are going to go after his knees. And I say that in a way because When the commanders were doing that, he has to put his hands down to protect himself, and he stops, and then the ball's out. So if he's protecting himself, they're keeping him from rushing up the field. I'm not saying it's going to be every single pass play, but the commanders kind of gave people an idea. If you want to stop Parsons rushing on the edge, cut block him and make him because he will protect his knees, and I
1: don't blame him. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.